All right, if you got your Bible tonight, turn to Exodus chapter number 3. Naomi has got Taylor out there with her, and they got a whole bunch of kids, so they told me to hurry up tonight. But uh, we do appreciate you being here. So thankful God's let us get back together again. Exodus chapter number 3. <clears throat> I want to get to verse number 7, I guess through 9 or 10 tonight. If you go back and read those first few verses, I won't read them to you, but you see the story there of Moses as he's there at the time at the burning bush. He's getting his instruction from God. That bush that's burning and not consumed. And God gives him instruction. But we get down to verse number 7. And God begins to speak to him. And I thought about when God speaks to us tonight. That would be our thought. And the Lord said in verse 7, The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me. I've also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God's speaking to him from that burning bush. God speaks to Moses. I'm gonna, I've chosen you. I picked you out for a reason. I've set you aside in life for a reason. I want you to bring my people out. But it's, it's just good. Moses could go back to this time in later days. As he was carrying those people out, trouble came time and time and time again. Struggles came. The people rebelled. All kind of things happened. But Moses could go back to this time where God spoke to him and gave him his instruction, told him what he's going to do for him. And it's just always a good thing when God speaks to you. I'm glad he still speaks to us. Aren't you, aren't you glad God still speaks to us? It tells us what we need to hear, whether we want to hear it or not. God tells us what we need to hear and gives us what we have to have. Let's pray together. Father, again, we thank You for the opportunity we have to stand tonight. We pray that You'll help us to be faithful to You in what we say and do. Thank You, Lord, for the fact that You do speak to us. You touch our hearts. You bless us the way You do. Give us those good things that we need day by day. Thank You, Lord, for loving us enough to speak to us and share with us the things of life that we need. We pray that You'll help us as You share with us tonight from this Word. Touch our hearts as only You can, and we'll praise You for all that You say to us in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. 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 I just simply share again with you when God speaks to us. His servant Moses here is being spoken to there at that, that site. I, I got something to read to you that I read from another preacher. He said, God's servant Moses had just had a wonderful sight brought before him. He saw a bush burning with fire, and the bush was not consumed. He stood beside that glowing bush with his shoes off and his face buried in his hands, and God spoke to him. The soul of Moses was stirred within him. His mind was quickened and made alert as he stood in his conscious presence of the visible manifestation of the activity of God. His ears were open and his heart was waiting to hear what God would do next. And he says, and now God speaks to him. God begins to speak at a moment when I know that Moses had to be questioning what was going on around him, what was taking place. He spent all this time getting prepared for God to use him. He said, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to use you to, to do something in my people's life, to bring my people out of Egypt, out of that bondage. I'm going to use you for that purpose. 
Now, when you go back and look at, we'll look at some of these verses again in just a little while, but starting there in verse number 7, after that burning bush experience, God just speaks to this man. And as He speaks to him, I want you to understand that God had some conditions that He saw in His people. Boy, when God opens up and speaks to us and says something to us, it's because He understands our condition. He knows where we are and He knows what we need. He knows what's taking place. I'm said I'm glad God speaks to us. I'm glad He still speaks to us. But more than that, I'm, I'm glad that He's always available and ready. And God always knows what the conditions are. When He comes to you, speaks to you, you don't have to go explaining things to Him. God already knows. Now, there's nothing wrong with explaining to Him how you feel and where you are. Because God, He does know, but He wants you to understand where you are. And that's why He speaks to us. He wants us to understand that, that, that He knows where we are all the time. And those conditions there of His people, He said, I, I've surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. That's what He said in those few verses there. He said, I, I know where my people are. I know what condition they're in. I know they got taskmasters over them that are beating some of them, making them make bricks for them. And I know that they're... They're, they're short-changing them on materials to make it out of and demanding more product. And I know they're asking more from you than you can really give. So God knows the condition of His people all the time. He knows what shape we're in. And you better say amen. I'm telling you the truth. God knows what shape you're in. He knows that day you're having a pretty good day. When you're in pretty good shape, God knows. He knows how to speak to you on a day like that. He'll give you those glad tidings. He might just say good morning to you through a song of a bird or something like that. If you like to fish, he'll 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 make one hit the top of the water for you on a on a on a beautiful morning out there. Something will take place in your life. God'll just speak to you. Because he knows your condition. But God not only knows when things are going all right for you, God knows when things are going wrong. He knows when you're having one of those bad days and he knows how to talk to you, doesn't he? He knows when 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 you got sorrow and he said, I, I know their sorrows. I see their sorrows for I know their sorrows. I know their taskmasters are rough on them, asking more of them than they can give. Anybody feel that kind of pressure in this world on a Wednesday night? It may be been more asked of you than you can really give. Uh, maybe not tonight, but on some nights you can say that. And some Sunday mornings when you come in, you can say that. It seemed like they've asked more of me than I can give this week. And I'm the, who is they? Well, like the world and other folks and other things. And whatever's going on in your life, whoever's whoever the taskmaster is, whoever sets your day up for you. You see, all of us have taskmasters in our life. You say, I'll tell you what, I think I'm just going to start my own business where I can be my own boss. Let me share something with you. You'll never be your own boss. Those guys used to work on the lines or the cutting tables in the furniture business. I'll tell you what, I wish I had to. I own this place. I'd run it different. You sure would. You sure would. But the idea is simply this. There's one thing about getting your own place. And you say, I, I'd be my own boss. I'd run it like I want to. No. If you've got a business, then you've got to have customers. If you've got customers, then they're your boss. So if they don't buy, you don't have a business. So so it doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing. But I'll tell you what. I, if God called me to preach, I'd run this church different. You sure would. I'd do it a different way those preachers do it. Yep, God ought to give you the job for just a day or two. I offered it to a deacon or two along the way in my life. I had one that used to try to keep me straight pretty regular. I thought that was his job. As a matter of fact, told me he thought that was his job. He was supposed to be keeping me and the rest of that bunch kind of in line, keep us in check. Be a vote against everything we did. 
just to make sure that we all knew he was there and he was keeping us in check. And so one day I got me about enough of that. He, I, 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 he said, what do you got to worry about around here, 50 or 60 little old people? I said, well, I got this kind of heart for y'all. If I, I got problems and 50 or 60 other people got problems, then I got 50 or 60 problems. Well, your problem's my problem. And so he, he goes on with his conversation. I said this. I said, my goodness, I'll tell you what, I'll just turn this thing over to you for a few months. And see, see how you handle it. But I, I know the problem with that was God hadn't called him to do that and he wouldn't have handled it with a burden or anything else. So he might have tried to run it like a business too. But the idea is simply this, my friend. He, well, God knows our condition. He knows where we are. He said, I, I've, I've seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I, I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. God knows where we are. He knows the condition we're in. And that's a blessing to know that. that this, this God with this, this all-seeing eye and His ever-open ear, He's, he, he's always listening on our behalf. And he's always watching. Uh, that ought to do you some good tonight. Just to know that God knows your condition. He knows where you are because He's always watching and He's always listening. He cares about His young'uns and He doesn't let one thing get by so He doesn't know about. He knows our condition tonight. He knew Israel's condition. He said, I know where they are. I know how long they've been there. It's been over 400 years now these folks have been making bricks for the Egyptians. Generation after generation has come and gone now making bricks for the Egyptians. He says, I know where they are and I know what their sorrows are. And God says, I'm paying attention. He said, matter of fact, that's why I'm talking to you, Moses. It's about over. I, 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 there's more than that condition there. God's, when He sees the condition, and it's a sorrowful condition, when he sees that suffering, he sees those taskmasters, he sees that, that onslaught that's coming against us. He sees those that are trying to overrule us and overrun us. God says, just hang on. It's about over. It's about over. We always live with that hope as Christians today. Uh, on our best days, we can say, well, praise the Lord, maybe Jesus will come today. Wouldn't it be a good day for Him to come? But on our worst days, we might say, well, what a good day for Jesus to come. We've always got a hope. We've always got some help. We got God knows our condition, but what goes along with His condition, condition and His knowing our condition is God's compassion. He knows where we are. He knows that our taskmasters. He knows who they are. He's heard the cry of His people. He knows their sorrows. He said. Then he gets to verse number eight, and he says, "So I've come down to deliver them." All right. Verse eight there again. He said this, and I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. To bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. All these people had to be conquered, and all these people that were giant people, huge groups, but big people. And God says, I know where all the giants are in your life, I know where all the problems are, I know where all the big deals are in your life, and I know all that onslaught that's coming against you. I know where all that is, I know what your condition is. But it said there in verse number 8, and he says, And I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of the land to a good land and a large, unto land flowing of milk and honey. I look at that and I think, my goodness, I, he said, I've seen the affliction of my people that are in Egypt. I've heard their cry. All those things. And it touched God's heart. You say, well, it should have after 400 years. He ought to be. You don't worry about God's time and His timing. You just know that He's still on His throne. He's still God. And 
I don't know how long the suffering will go on, but I know God's got a remedy for it. And I know God's got an answer for it. And I don't know how long the situation will last, but I know God's still able. He said, I'm here and I understand. I know where you are. And he has compassion. He said, I'll come down to deliver them. That's a blessing. And he said, how do, what do you mean he came down to deliver them? He said, well, here I am. You see this bush over here? Is it not on fire? And it's not being consumed? That's me. I came down here with a purpose. You see, we kind of got a little picture of that tonight. How many of y'all been out in the world today? Yesterday? The day before? Out there amongst them. Doing this and that, being pushed, being pulled, being prodded, being... But here we are tonight. God said, I know where you've been. I got you a little respite. I got you a place here. It, how many folks get so caught up in their condition till they forget about God's compassion on a Wednesday night. He said, I got you a place and you won't even go. Now don't fuss at us preacher, we're here. Well, y'all tell the ones that are not here what I preach tonight, alright? What we miss when we don't go to the house of God. I know there's some folks that say, I don't get much out of church. Well, the day we start saying that around here, we'd either go to stacking hay in this place or get in the altar or something because if God, if God don't make a difference in us in His house, if it's not a joyful place to be, then we need to do something else. If it's not a place where we can come get some help, and God said, I, I've come down here to deliver them. I've come down here to help them in their struggle. That same preacher said their need touched the great loving heart of God. And moved by that need, He came down to save. God's a God of love. He's also a God of pity. I got to looking at that. That preacher said God's a, a God of pity. Boy, he said something, and I, I wrote it down. I said, my goodness, i, I got to tell him this. He said, what is the meaning of the word pity? He said, pity is your pain in my heart. I read that and I went, wow. God looked on him, he had compassion. He said, I've come down to deliver him. It's taken a long time, too long for some folks, I'm sure. Some died in that situation along the way, but he said, I'll tell you what, I've finally come and I'm here. I've got compassion on you. I have that, that kind of pity. He said, pity is, his definition of this, pity is your pain and my heart. That's the way God feels about it. Your pain in His heart. That's compassion. That, that's, pity's not saying that I'm taking pity on you, poor, wretched old soul you are. He said, pity means your pain in my heart. Taking pity upon one another. It's another word for it, I guess, would be the word mercy. Your pain in my heart is what God says. I feel for you. And I love you. I remember Jesus one time on those folks who were about to crucify Him looking out over the city of Jerusalem and crying out saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets. Well, what, what I would have done for you, I'd have gathered you up under my wing like an old mother hen does her biddies. I'd have gathered you up under my wing. You killed my prophets and you've turned against me and you, he even knows you're going to kill him in a matter of days. But he has compassion on him anyway. And as they're killing him on that cross, he cries out, my God, my God, why is that forsaken me? But he always also says, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Boy, you got that compassion, that pity. He's in pain and taking your pain in his heart. Isn't that something?
He gave us another little glimpse of it again tonight. God showed compassion on us. He brought us out of the world and out of the rain and out of the thunder and the lightning and all that and brought us into a dry, good place just for a little while to, to fellowship a while and, and hear His Word. And Jesus is always that when it's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. The writer of Hebrews says. Now I went back to this verse again. And I want to do this and I'll be through in just a minute. But There in verse number 8. He uses some things. There are three, three words in that verse that really jump out at us. This salvation of the Lord and the very fullness of it, God said this in verse 8. He said, first of all, I, I want you to know, He said, I, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites and the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. We're going to drive all of them out of your way. But I want, you, I want you to look at those three words that jumped out at me just a little bit here. The first word, it's not the first one in the verse, but, but God used the word up. God says, I've come down, verse 1, to deliver them out the first word there, I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up. Out. God said, I'm here to lift you up. One of my favorite chapters is Psalm 40 where God went to that sinking sand there, that, that miry clay is what it really is. Went down in there in Himself and He brought us up out of that horrible pit out of that miry clay and set our feet upon a rock. Some say God sent out a lifeline. He just threw out a preserver and pulled us in. I believe He came where He was and toted us out. He said, I've come to lift you up. Isn't that good? God says, I know where you are. And i got some ways to lift you up. If you want to be lifted up. You know, we don't get lifted up during our sorrows and our pains and our struggles and things because we love to have our own pity party, our pain in our own heart. And we love to pout and we love to whine about our condition. We love to, God's got a way of lifting you up if you won't lift it up. Now, how does He do that? Well, He has to, the next word, He has to come down. He comes down to lift us up. That's exactly what He did in Jesus. He had it all in heaven, but He made Himself, put Himself in the form of a servant, came down, made Himself a servant to lift us up. Man, there's people that they think when there's young guys around everywhere think when God calls them to preach, man, I moved up in the ranks of the church now. I'm the man at the church. Now, when God calls a preacher out, He called a servant out. And that servant's not there to beat down. He's there to come down and build up. Okay? Tear down and build up. Whatever he has to He has to tear down and then edify. It's what the Bible tells us to do. Get rid of the stuff and then, and, then, and then build on the foundation. That's what we're for. We're servants. There are some guys in other churches that think, boy, they, gonna, they got me on the deacon list. I'm going to be a deacon here for a long. Whoo! Then I'll have some power. I can go in and tell them. Whatever my wife tells me to tell them. I can go in the meet and tell them. That's about the way it works. You don't know the truth. 
you sit there in a deacon's meeting, you, you, you see mouths moving, you hear women talking. You can tell that's been discussed at home. You can tell she told him what to say at the meeting. Don't think I hadn't been to him. I'm telling you, I have. Matter of fact, I used to be a deacon. I quit for various reasons. All right. Not only does he lift us up, but he liberates us. He said, I, I came down there to, to lift you up. And more, more than that, to bring you out. He says, he, he uses those words. He used the word up, he used the word out, and he used the word unto in that verse. Up, out, and unto. It's one thing to be to be lifted up and set free. That, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Salvation does that for you. God lifts you up out of that old miry clay and He saves your soul. He lifts you, he lifts you up. He, he comes down and lifts you up. And He brings you out of that, that old world. Isn't that a blessing? God did that today. He came down to our world and brought us into here to lift us up. And that's good. And to bring us out. He set us aside for just a few minutes here tonight. He brought us out for just a little while. We ought not to waste these few minutes we got here. He brought us out of that to give us this. But I'm going to tell you what, He didn't just do that, He brought them unto a land flowing with milk and honey. It's good to be. It's good for God to come to where we are. It's good for Him to come down, and it's good for Him to lift us up and bring us out. But, but boy, then He carries us somewhere. I like the fact that God's my fire escape. I've been told that folks ought not to just use Him for just a fire escape. Well, if He's not going to be anything else, I want Him to be that for me. I don't want to go to hell. That's for sure. If he's nothing but my fire escape, praise God for that. I've heard, I've heard them say, well, they put pressure on people during the invitation. They, they just use God as a fire escape. They just, they just try to keep them going to hell and talk them out of going to hell. And they, they just use God for a fire escape. Well, he's a good one. Matter of fact, he's the only one. I have no problem with God being my fire escape. He's my way out of hell. I thank God for that. If I didn't have anything else, I could praise him for eternity over that. He kept me out of hell, out of the fire. That'd be good. That'd be bringing me out, wouldn't it? But then I think about all the things He brought me unto. Kept me out of hell, but that wasn't all He did. Look at all He brought me unto. And where He's carried me now. A land flowing with milk and honey. I feel like I'm in the middle of it right now. They say, oh, I knew promised land over there that's not heaven it's not even a picture yeah it's a little bit of a picture of heaven I know there's a lot of things there that are not in heaven I know there's a lot of stuff about it's not there's a little picture of heaven it's a land flowing with milk and honey it's a land of sweet things it's a land of nutritional things it's a land of good things for us and he said I, I, I came down there so I could bring you out and I wanted to bring you unto I think about all the good God's done in my life all he's doing now one preacher said one time a long time ago, he said, all this and heaven too. Think about it. 
you may not be exactly where you want to be tonight. Physically, financially, spiritually, or any other way. You may not be exactly where you want to be, but think about where you could be. If God hadn't come down to lift you up, bring you out, then He wants to bring you unto. I'm glad God started Charity Baptist Church. I am. I'm glad He did it. He had a place to bring me unto. A land that flows with milk and honey. Sweet things, nutritional things, good things. Things that help. Things that give us a, a life. So he says, come now therefore, Moses. I want you to go get my folks. I want you to bring them out. That's what I've called you and set you aside for. You see, God decided one day that today's the day. I've heard my people cry. I've heard them cry over and over and over. I've watched their taskmasters beat them and beat them and whip them and call on them for more and more and more. Nearly whip the life out of them. I've seen them drain them that are just about useless. I've heard it till I'm tired of it. Moses, I called you out because we're going to lead them out. Steer them to the land flowing with milk and honey. Now, he's got that plan already in action because we see it in Moses' life in Exodus chapter 3. And read the rest of the book of Exodus you see God carried out. Let me tell you what he's told every preacher since he started calling them out to preach. He said, I'm hearing my people. I hear you, preacher. I know you, burden. I go in there and I cry. You know they're not doing right, God. You know somebody children are messing up. Somebody's family's broken. This is hurting us. I know. I'm here. I'm here. God is not going just like I want it to go. I know, I'm here. It seems like the world is entering in more than we can drive it out. I know, I'm watching. I'm watching. It seems like there's more against us than for us now. God, I know that. I know that. You can go to God with all that kind of stuff and He just sits there and says, I know, I know, I know. They went 400 years. God knowing everything that happened all along the way. We have now, as the church in the grace age, gone 2,000 years. And God saying, I know. I'm watching. I see you. I hear them. I understand. I got it. It's under control. It's all right. <clears throat> I'm sending one better than Moses this time. Though. I'm going to come down again and I'm going to bring you out so I can carry you unto. <laughs> Sound good to y'all? That's what it's all about. So read, we're here tonight. That hope within us. Tonight could be the night. He said, all right, I've heard it. That's enough. No more Moses. Jesus, go. We're going to do it all this time. I just want you to know you need to be ready for that. It could happen any minute now. All right, let's gather around the altar if you will.